Welcome to the third episode of Boys Peekin. On this episode, Coach, Tex-Mex, and the Bear discuss the third episode of the first season of Twin Peaks. Oh, we lost him. He died. <laughs> we'll give him a couple seconds to get back in here, but obviously, third third episode of a boy's peeking. We um have the bear and hopefully returning in a few seconds here, Coach. Um, I'm gonna one, just be- one, when'd you when would you lose me? <laughs> uh, during your Elephant Man speech, yeah, I did. I thought he did a different Elephant Man. I didn't realize it was the one that I've seen, which is yeah. not a movie. Would you say that the Elephant Man is more or less weird than this show? Less weird. It, I was. I must remember I got cut off. Like it, that movie's not actually that experimental. Like it's an interesting story, relatively true. Um, don't quote me on that. I have to look that up. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that's really speculation. Speculation. Um, <laughs> no. Okay. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll read the synopsis really quick and then get your guys's uh uh input so something that's really confusing about the episode list and names oh also i was telling coach this bear every individual episode has its own wikipedia entry oh yeah i saw yeah but you know what so i was i I wanted to i wanted to read Mm -hmm. the wikipedia really quickly just to uh just to like refresh like yeah i watched it last night but i just wanted to refresh myself and i was like reading like i I typed in they're missing up yeah they are it's (laughs) fucked up i was like season one episode three is what i googled Uh and i was like fucking reading it i'm like i don't remember any of this happening (laughs) did i have a seizure last night yeah and i was like oh it's actually the fourth episode no, it's the, it's the second. <laughs> yeah, it's episode two. Episode two, because the first episode they called pilot. Yeah. Um, so like they have their episode names, and then they have another name. So technically, pilot was called Northwest Passage. Uh, episode two was called Episode One: Traces to Nowhere, and we just watched actually episode three, technically called Episode Two, the title Zen or the skill to catch a killer. So. I'm going to read the uh, the shorter synopsis, not the... In- I- I'm just reading the episode ones, not the, the full individual pages, but... Um, Ben's brother, Jerry Horn, arrives in Twin Peaks to visit One-Eyed Jacks, a casino and brothel the Horn brothers own across the Canadian border. Josie, suspecting Catherine's ill intentions, discovers Catherine has been keeping two sets of ledgers. To Sarah's distress, her husband Leland's grieving has become increasingly unhinged. Buying cocaine from Leo, Bobby discovers that Leo knows Shelly is having an affair. Cooper takes the police into the woods and relates a dream he had years earlier about a Tibetan investigation technique. While reading the names of potential suspects, he throws a stone at a glass bottle. If the bottle breaks, the suspect is worth investigating. The technique suggests Leo and Jacoby are suspects. Um, uh, FBI forensic specialist uh, Albert Rosenfield arrives in Twin Peaks to perform Laura's autopsy. Cooper has a surreal dream about a one-armed man named Mike and a malevolent spirit named Bob who vows to kill again. I don't know why kill again is in quotes. Um, in the dream, an older Cooper sits in a red room with a dwarf and a woman who resembles Laura. They speak in a jarring, disjointed manner, and Laura whispers something in Cooper's ear. Cooper wakes up, calls Truman, and declares he knows who the killer is. So that's the super condensed summary before I go into the scene-by-scene uh, general thoughts, uh, Coach. <laughs> that was that episode was batshit. Like <laughs> holy hell! Like so much of what you just read, I was like, like the description doesn't come close to encapsulating the batshitness of that episode. <laughs> just like her, his brother comes back from France, and they go to visit a casino slash brothel. 
this is not even remotely close to like what actually happened in the episode. Like them, like the sandwich eating scene is insane. Oh yeah. And then the dream, like the, the dream's a whole separate conversation that we're gonna have later. But like, oh my god, that episode just went off the rails. I loved it. <laughs> Bear, I, first I want to hear your guest's impression, and then I'd like to hear yours. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the uh, the fucking uh, bread scene was super weird. <laughs> I, like that was like what stuck out to me. I was like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> Um, Audrey Horn can get it. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, um, oh, uh, also in that dream, uh, what's her name can get it too. Laura Palmer? Uh, yes, Laura Palmer can get it or whatever, uh, the, the, whatever, the, whoever she was, the resemblance. The woman who her. looks like Laura Palmer. Yeah. yeah. So that's, those are my three biggest takeaways. Okay. Yeah, and your uh, your your guest did they have a did they weigh in on the show? Yeah, she was like, uh, "This is pretty weird," huh? <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> um, she was like, "I literally have no idea what just happened." And I was like, "Me neither." Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I mean, I laid it on a little thick last episode, but but truly, this is like. I would. I don't think I'd say this is the best episode, but for sure this is like peak Twin Peaks. Like this is this is like what the people like about the show. I think this episode encapsulates it all because you've got. So I, I can say it now. You have like this soap opera, which is actually going on on top of a police procedural, which is actually going on top of a supernatural kind of story. Um, yeah. Which is like a really simplified down way to try to explain Twin Peaks to somebody, but I think the less you know going in, the more entertaining it is. To be honest, see, so, yeah, yeah. I, I remember when we did the podcast and you asked me what I know about it. I was like, I thought this. I I remember hearing that it's like some level supernatural. Yeah, and I'm watching the show so far. I'm like, nothing supernatural like remotely <laughs> has happened yet. And then this episode happened, and then oh my god! And then you realize, all right, maybe last episode when the mother was tripping balls. Uh, maybe something actually was a foot. Maybe it was a hint. Um, I mean, I uh, it only gets weirder. Um, but I I was I was super excited uh, to watch this episode with Jay Boner and then watch it again and, and speak to you guys about it, just because it is so. I think that that is the not every episode do you get all three like elements, and I think this is a good. I mean, as far as Twin Peaks goes, this is a good, like, example of those three kind of conflicting, it's not even storylines so much as, like, tones or types of shows all happening at once. Um, but yeah, so we open on, we open on the horns having dinner for, or lunch, no, it's dinner, it's dinner, for about, um, I, I checked, it was like two minutes on opening credits, and... They're just watching them eat dinner yeah, in silence. Me. And then with the brother that we haven't met yet that we know has special needs of some sort is just wearing a like chief Indian chief uh, headdress. Yeah. Is that the first? We've, we've heard of him. I don't know. We haven't seen him. I, I thought that we got maybe one clip of him like banging his head on, on the, uh, the like dollhouse or whatever before, like in episode one or something. Like it was super brief. In episode one, I know he's explicitly mentioned by the mom where she's like, I, I don't want to deal with him. That's what we pay the nurse to do or something like that. But um, yeah, so it's this really long dinner scene. And then Jerry Horn shows up, which he's a uh, fascinating character. <laughs> Eccentric. Eccentric. Um, and uh, obviously, you guys wanted to talk about the sandwiches. He brings two sandwiches from France? No, he brings... He brings like six sandwiches in, but only gives one to his brother, and just we just ignore the others. Did you, did you hear what type of sandwich they were? It's just a it's just brie and baguette, right? Yeah. Brie butter. It's a that's a famous sandwich in Paris, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just it's it, I think it's like butter brie and like yeah. A that sounds so fucking good. <laughs> I would fucking love and uh, on a baguette and um. 
I don't know how he said he had like whatever amount he said he had in in Paris uh, for a day. Jay Boner was like he would die. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, so I don't know who gave this fucking direction, but I think it's hilarious. F- uh, Horn senior or whatever um he bites into the sandwich on the side and i just wanted to know if that like yeah. infuriated you guys like i kind of understood it when he was eating it because like the front of the sandwich you don't want to that's not going to give you the initial representation of what the sandwich is going to be so like i get taking one bite from the side but then he just face bombs it from the side and continues <laughs> to eat it like that i was like what is he doing yeah yeah, I was just like, this is like super aggressive, and I don't know if this is like symbolic. <laughs> like, like, am I just missing a plot point why these people are eating this bread like high um, Yeah, and like, it's so like it's um the, the everything with the family is just so fucked, and then they um God, he, I think when he he leaves the family dinner, first of all, the family's almost completely silent during this. Um, I think the wife complains once and it's just Jerry and his, his uh, horn senior talking. Uh, and like he gets up and he's just like always a pleasure to the family and like fucks off. <laughs> <laughs> the, like I have, I, Audrey wasn't my favorite character um, because of kind of like well they take a lot of the characters in weird places in, in the second season but like as a as a character like it's most if any of, of all not all of her flaws i think that even that come up down the road i think could probably be dismissed by like how fucked her like home life is <laughs> the more i think about it because they're not serious flaws but the first time i watched it i was like i don't get people's obsession with audrey the character the actress is beautiful like i get that but um like that, that was such an awkward dinner, and then they walk away, and um, Horn breaks the news to his brother about uh, the deal falling through and Laura's death. And the first thing he asks uh, Jerry Horn, our new character, asks is like more and more details about the deal falling through. And then at the end of that, he's like, "Wait, did you say Leland? Because Leland is their partner, right? Like Leland is yeah. important to their business. He's like, wait, Leland's daughter died." He's like, I'm depressed. And then the response to that is like, let's go to the fucking uh, brothel casino. <laughs> There's a new girl at One Eyed Jacks. We'll take the boat. And when uh, when he talks about the new girl and he's like, there's a 50-50 chance you're gonna like, you get her. I'm like, I, I didn't understand what he was saying. I was like, they literally flipped a yep. coin to see who was gonna have sex with <laughs> <Yep>. her. <laughs> um, I, just a weird point. Um, the boat it, it cuts to a scene of them in a boat with like they have a driver they have like a dedicated driver um which i guess like they they pretty much have enough money to to own the town but at the same time it's like um uh, is it really that difficult to drive your own boat <laughs> like, <laughs> hey man no that's fair that's fair. Driving. you know what they're being considerate you got me yeah yeah um yeah. they knew they were gonna they were gonna get fucked up prostitution legal in Canada? I don't know. I don't I don't imagine it is. Uh, or... I know back then, like, casinos weren't, so that was a big thing. Like, you'd cross the border to go to Canada to go to a casino. Yeah. Bear, are you really far away from your mic? No, this mic is freaking <laughs> annoying. Um... Oh, shit. Wait. Oh, yeah, it was around my neck. <laughs> my bad. Um, <laughs> so, you're good now, you're good now. Okay, so they, it, it's a weird just like one scene of them in the boat also i like was looking harder for whatever reason because i was staring at the boat driver um who has a little captain's hat uh it's i didn't notice this any other time it's sped up footage so the boat was moving slower than that and then they sped up the footage and added (laughs) boat noises (laughs) so, (laughs) which i don't know why they felt the need to do that like they could show the boat going at whatever speed but it's just something weird I caught. Um, the uh, then we go to uh, the awkward dinner that I think Bear said was one of his least favorite parts, or I felt like it was one of your least favorite episode. It um, it's James. James is at uh, Donna's house, and Donna's 
Donna's parents oh, are like, yeah. we're going to say goodnight, James. And then the mom's like, goodnight, it's... James. <laughs> and, <laughs> I was dying. Um, <laughs> fuck, we like... The father says goodnight like five yeah, times. Well, and then he also has the, the church comment <clears throat> like, Donna, you're coming with us to church, right? And she's like, yes. And he's like, it's at nine in the morning. And she's like, yes. <laughs> Good night, James. Um, then it cuts back to like the, the casino and the, the brothel. And Blackie is the name of the woman in charge of the casino brothel. Uh, the, the Horn brothers are just generally creepy. Uh, there's the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I assume the rocket science comment is just something from that era I didn't get, but um, Jerry Orr's walks in and he orders the same drink, but still says out the whole thing. Uh, he's like, it's a, it's like a scotch on the rocks for like me, yeah. and then my brother will have a scotch on the rocks. <laughs> it's just so drawn out and awkward, and like they, yeah. Then they literally flip a coin. Um, I think there's a comment about like the new girl being freshly perfumed, and later they circle back to um, that <laughs> the the girl came from the perfume or the, it, it it they kind of point at it, but like they're creepy. Nothing too interesting there. I think um, Horn is like flirting with Blackie and like reading all these like. It's like a poetry. poetry yeah, reading. giving a poetry reading, and uh, Jerry's just like, "So where's the new girl?" <laughs> <laughs> um, then we 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 cut back to James and and uh, uh, Donna, and they're just on the couch declaring their love together. Um, and I, I mean, at this point, we've been watching the show for three hours, right? Say first episode's hour and a half, other episodes are forty five minutes, so we've we've watched about three hours of Twin Peaks. Um, Laura still isn't in the ground. Like she died two days ago, I think. Maybe, maybe three. Yeah, um, yeah it hasn't it has been, long. been long. And I don't know if they plowed on the couch or not. Um, but I will say, <laughs> it happens a couple times, at least that I re- I've noticed or I remember um, when something's happening with like the teen girls like Donna or Audrey, the next scene will be like a waterfall or like, it'll be a waterfall leading into it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, they could have just cut to the hotel because that's where we go next. The, the, the great Northern or whatever. That's where we go next. But first they show the, the like waterfall it's supposed to be on or next to. Um, So that's like just uh, uncomfy in general. And then uh, waterfall where they're making out Cooper uh, a payoff here. Toots, the little whistle he's been making for the last two episodes. Um, <laughs> he's tooted yeah, it. A yeah, yeah. It, it opens on him tooting it again. <laughs> um, then uh, Hawk gives him a call about the one-armed man that Ronette quit her job at the perfume counter, and Cooper also gets the note to like look for the the uh, jack with one eye or whatever right um which yeah. is we later learn is whoever somebody trying to tell him it's look into one-eyed jacks right and then, but i love the uh the phone woman crossing the names out and stuff it's like well can we cross it out because it's not a person and then he like doesn't <laughs> fully answer the question and she's so dumb that she doesn't understand what he's saying <laughs> Uh, he toots his whistle. We learn about uh, the one eyed Jack note. What were you saying? I think Bear was the last thing I heard about the, the uh, Jack with one eye. Oh, no, Coach, you were talking about uh, Lucy. Uh, yeah, I was, thought it was so funny that Lucy's like, Well, can we cross the name off <laughs> now that it's not a person of interest? And then she doesn't do it because she doesn't understand what Cooper wants. <laughs> yeah, he says yes, I think. Because she, she's like, Well, since it's not a person, can we cross the name off? And, um, or like, because a person can't be a place, can we cross the name up? And Cooper just says yes, and she's just is quiet for a second. And she's like, yes, a person can't be a place, or yes, we could cross the name off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so then we get, um, the I'm just calling them the football boys, uh, Bobby and Mike, uh, go to meet go to their 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 drug meeting 
Um, they Mike brings a switchblade. Oh yeah, yeah. And that thing doesn't get used. There's like a dramatic like zoom in on it. Um, there's a, a creepy dude of baklava just hanging out behind a tree. Um, that's I I swear to God I don't think that's really ever explained. Um, <laughs> it's uh, uh, Leo's creepy. Uh, Leo needs a new pair of shoes. Uh, is said. <laughs> um, there's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> just just sitting there. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine like being like a freaking high schooler? And deciding that you want to get into business with a guy like Leo. Like, that dude's scary <laughs> as shit. And then not only that, like, sleep with his wife. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's just um, bad decisions all around. Bobby, Bobby's Bobby's making bad decisions. So, uh, also, Bobby, uh, Leo makes a comment about, like, you know, Laura being a wild girl. And, like, Leo's like, oh, I know, or whatever. Bobby makes it, Leo. It's It's insinuating a lot um then leo like they're, they're arguing because leo only gives them less than half the drugs and uh, leo's also it kind of insinuates he knows or he says he knows someone is sleeping with shelly but i don't think he knows it's bobby um no someone told me he'd be dead if he knew it was bobby yeah um then they like run away because he tells him to go out for a pass. <laughs> that was a pretty far pass. Yeah, with, with a deflated football. With, yeah, with a deflated football. Like, and he thinks it, and then he goes and tells Shelly, "Oh, don't worry. Like, I'll deal with him if he ever does this again." Yeah, no, you fucking won't. That dude just threw a fucking deflated football sixty yards. <laughs> <laughs> he could kill. He could kill Bobby with his bare hands, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that happens. Um, yeah, because they get you know bitched out by Leo, and and then they fucking booked. So then we get to a super quick scene of Ed, Big Ed, coming home or coming in from the garage, and he's like got oil on him, I think, and he accidentally steps on the silent uh, drape runner project. And well, uh, well, I Patrolman's using an old school erg. <laughs> Is that what that is? That's a rowing machine. Yeah, that's an old rowing machine. Jesus, yeah. Jesus fuck, that looks so terrible. <laughs> yeah, Nadine um, is using an old school erg, and she gets so mad with with Big Ed that uh, because he ruins her silent drape runner project, she like breaks the thing. She just pulls it too hard. Yeah, just um, like solid metal there. She just rips it back like it was paper. Yeah. Um. Oh, we get, again, a super quick scene of, of the, the, the cops in the forest. They're setting something up for Cooper, and they seem very confused by it. Then we get one of, I don't know if it's the first, but it, it's the uh, Invitation to Love. Have we seen that before? Shelly has it on the TV. It's like a soap opera. It keeps coming up as the, the show goes on. It's the soap opera happening uh, in the middle of the soap opera. Um, <laughs> because, of course... Um, it yeah, invitation to love is on. Bobby goes by sh- literally, literally. The next scene we have, the previous scene we had of Bobby was him being scared shitless by Leo. Cut to Bobby goes to hit on Shelly again and make have sex with Shelly. Then Bobby threatens to kill Leo if he like puts his hands on Shelly again. Uh, Shelly is also like beat the shit <laughs> when we see her, still could get it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we get a quick scene of uh, just a sweet little scene of uh, Norma and Big Ed at the diner. Uh, nothing too exciting there. It's the first time we're in the diner. Uh, we get another uh, damn good cup of coffee moment, I think. <laughs> Doesn't he spit it out? He spits it <laughs> yeah, out. he fucking spat it out. He also said it's hot. Damn good hot cup of coffee. Um yeah, that's just that's another just weird thing where it's like Lucy's like, does anybody want their coffee to the cops in the forest? Does anybody want their coffee topped off? And they like surround her and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They like, almost say it like simultaneously. <laughs> um, then we get the chalkboard and Tibet stuff. Um, so Cooper explains he had a dream <laughs> about Tibet. 
He just and, casually has a map of Tibet yes. on their suspect board. <laughs> Does and he we, just carry that map of Tibet around with him? I think we get like uh, two or three minutes of like Tibetan politics and uh, the Dalai Lama being kicked out of Tibet and that he cares about the plight of Tibet. And um, during this dream, he came up with a method of uh, helping him solve crimes. And um, after he's done talking about the blight of the Tibetan people, he has um, Hawk, the deputy Hawk, stand next to him with a bucket full of rocks, but also Hawk has to wear kitchen mittens, which I almost wrote kitten mittens, um, <laughs> while the sheriff reads a list of J names out loud. Um Jay, somebody has Jay in their name uh, and is related to the case, probably in some way. And then um, Lucy is standing at the chalkboard uh, checking or circling names um, as Cooper says to. Uh, and then they have Deputy Andy watching the bottle to, to reset it. Uh, Someone gets hit in the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> he gets hit in the head. We get we get some slapstick. The it strikes the bottle when he says Jacoby. Um, this is the weird uh, therapist dude um, with the three D glasses, and then it actually breaks the bottle when he says Leo Johnson. I don't think, yeah, it doesn't do anything with anybody else other than I think when he says Shelley Johnson is when it bounces off the rocks and hits Andy in the head. Um, so like that, that ends and like, they, that's, that's, that's going to be their method going forward. Like, or that's, that's what sets <laughs> off the, the future of the investigation. Cut back to the diner. Uh, it's after church. Uh, we know that because of Donna's folks. Uh, Audrey goes to the jukebox. Uh, Audrey goes to the jukebox and apparently Audrey being at the diner is a big deal because, Donna's like dad makes a comment or Donna's dad or mom makes a comment like what's she doing here like she came all the way down here or something and somebody's like I saw her at church um so I guess it's assumed that she doesn't really go she puts on her song that is like this weird song and uh Audrey and Donna have a talk about Laura their, their feelings about Laura Audrey does her Audrey's dance um everybody's the thing is like they don't play it off as if like it's a normal thing either like donna's parents are clearly uncomfortable and so is donna uh when audrey just starts dancing like her slow dance in the middle of the diner with nobody uh i did also write down here i don't know if you if it's overheard it doesn't seem like it's explicitly uh, something they want to emphasize but i think it's funny that you do hear I think Donna's dad talking at the table, like, got to get those uh, 60 watt light bulbs uh, <laughs> to like in the middle of the scene, like completely unrelated or like when it cuts back to him or something. Uh, how'd you feel about Audrey's dance, Bear? Since you're, you're Audrey Stan. It was very strange. <laughs> um, I don't really get the dance. Uh... <laughs> Is it? Is it like I don't know what she's doing? Was it doing. better or worse than uh, uh, when she danced in her dad's office? Well, in her dad's office, it made sense because she was trying to piss him off. Right. But like in the in the cafe, it didn't make any sense. Um. Yeah. She, Audrey also kind of like makes it clear that she's drinking coffee because Detective Cooper likes coffee. Um. We get a piece of evidence right before uh, Albert shows up. Uh, a bloody rag. Hawk, Hawk finds a bloody rag. I, then immediately Hawk shows up, or, or uh, Albert shows up, so they don't really talk about it too much. Um, but it's a new clue. I, I think something that's really funny I wrote down here is um, Cooper tries to warn uh, Sheriff Truman that like Albert isn't good with people, basically, or is rude, or you know, shitty. Doesn't have the niceties or something. Yeah, it doesn't like have that. the niceties. But then he like pats the sheriff on the soldier and like pinches his nose. <laughs> <laughs> like those are normal things to do. Um, and like the sheriff seemed to like it. <laughs> <laughs> I skip Cooper and the sheriff. Um, so 
Yeah, Albert's rude. He's like, you know, looks at the current forensics report and he's like, welcome to amateur hours. He's rude to Lucy. Um, he like shits on the town and stuff. And then uh, Sheriff Truman threatens Albert. <laughs> uh, and Cooper just gives him a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. And then Albert, <laughs> Albert like leaves disgruntled. And uh, yeah, Cooper, there's like a, a bit of silence. And then Cooper just gives him the uh, the classic thumbs up. That it becomes the Cooper meme is that thumbs up. Um, we we get a very quick scene again of Big Ed and Nadine. So she's just she ends up like being very happy because the oil or whatever on the drape runners make them completely silent. So Big Ed's accident, you know, is going to make them rich or whatever. But something that is so fucking funny to me that I like laughed out loud. I think all three times I've seen this episode was as Big Ed goes into the house, um, he's, I mean, Nadine's very upset with him. As he goes into the house, she yells out, Ed, is that you? And <laughs> um, it's so angry and so loud. There's just like a, a brief moment where Ed's like, oh my God. And I, I fucking laugh, <laughs> just the delivery of it, like how terrified he seems of this woman. <laughs> <laughs> Well, considering she has superhuman strength, yeah. I can't play. Yeah, well. but she's like, she's just first she yells, "Ed, is that you?" And then she yells something like, uh, something that implies she's very angry. And like you know, we get the classic mix-up and whatever. But just that that actor's delivery of that, oh my god, is just so perfect and makes me laugh every fucking time. Um, but yeah, they're gonna be rich. That that'll pan out. We get a um, Pete and Josie scene. And uh, Pete's wife, uh, I don't remember her name now, uh, but Josie finds the, the two books. Uh, we get the, the mink oil comment and that Pete sleeps in an entire separate room from his wife. <laughs> uh, we do get a percolator comment. Um, <laughs> a fish took a liking to my percolator, he says. Uh, but yeah, so there's two ledgers. I, I'm not an accountant in any way i don't know numbers i barely know words i it, i think it is it, it's funny to me and maybe it is as simple as they they're showing it it's funny to me that josie sees these two ledgers she just flips them both open and she like no like first of all yeah there's two of them that's there's obviously something wrong going on but she like the way she looks at the first page and she's like i know everything <laughs> in the matter of like 30 seconds i was just like yeah all right <laughs> sure um so there's something going on there we do cut to uh, everybody's favorite family the palmers uh leland is losing his mind to swing music uh dances with laura's picture Shatters it, covers it in blood. Uh, Sarah Palmer yells. Um, just all in all, real, just emotionally uh, distressing scene for like five minutes. What is happening in this house? <laughs> yeah. um, they're great. Another, yeah, another Palmer scream they're, fest. They're really great. Which is the first time he's freaked out. I think um, um. a lot of the stuff is like mostly. A lot of like the 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 show around um, some of that stuff is like black humor, like, but but with those, with Leland in particular, I feel like a lot of the time, especially his interactions with Sarah or with uh, yeah Sarah's the mom Sarah Palmer, uh, it's just played so straight and clearly not for like a backwards laugh that it's just like so distressing and like jarring in the rest of the episode. Um, well, it's like because you expect the, the, their parents just lost their kids, so you expect them to be a little crazy. Yeah, absolutely. But like Lynch takes it as far as he possibly can. Um, <laughs> uh, so that that's a whole great scene. Um, well, I mean, like to the point where, like, when you see Leland in a scene, you start to dread it, or or Sarah for that matter. Like, it's like, oh god. Um, because it's mostly played as just like straight misery with like no extra humor on top. Whereas everything else, like mustache twirling villains and like uh, 
even like Cooper's approach to, at least in the beginning, his whole approach to the case, he seems like to be smiling and like very like, not childish, but I guess childish, like wonderment. That's a good word for it. Wonderment or joy. Just, a boy, boy, boy wonder. wonder. Yeah. Boyish, a boyish wonder. Looking at the case through a boy's eyes. Um, but he just seems like excited not happy but like especially in the very first episode where they like find the first clue and he just has like this shit-eating grin and it's like they pulled a a, you know uh a letter out from under laura's nail like in the in an autopsy room with a dead body with the creepy flickering light and he's just like we got a clue (laughs) (laughs) the sheriff is just like not in the same state but then we go to the dream, which I have broken up into to two little pieces here. Oh God, the dream! Um, <laughs> so the first part is we see the. I'm just going to call him the dwarf because I think that's what they call him. I think that is like the name of the character. Um, I, I actually I think I there's a different name I prefer for the character, but it's not really revealed yet. Um, so the dwarf is in the corner in his red suit just kind of shaking violently and cooper has like he looks older like makeup wise right like they they tried to make up age him um and then he doesn't look any older his skin just wrinkly, looks weird. yeah 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 <laughs> um the little man is there uh then we get mike's mike the one-armed man um looking straight at the camera and talking but he's doing it from the morgue um where he went missing when hawk was trying to find him last episode and he gives his whole fire walk with me poem he explains that i think he says like him and bob are like spirits and he'll kill again then we get a, a scene of bob saying like i'll kill again I'll fucking do it again. Um, <laughs> I think they show the little dirt mound with the candles around it. Uh, and the candles go out. And that's the first part of the dream. The second part is all in the room. Uh, which. Again, it's another thing where they give us a name for it later. And I don't want to kind of spoil anything. But we're just going to call it the dream room for now. Um, Coop is there with the dwarf and the woman who looks like the actress is the actress for Laura Palmer but it's implied that she's somebody different um we don't get a lot everybody speaks backwards except Cooper I think that's what it is it's that they're speaking it's not backwards it's just messed up like they have subtitles right for right, it. right they um my understanding is that they are saying the words in the correct order but each word they're given to say they are reading that word backwards in the... you can still mostly understand yeah, yeah. it you, you can for sure um but that's that's how they they describe it like they're not their sentences aren't backwards it sound it sounded backwards the sentences aren't backwards the words are supposed to be backwards uh and that's how we get people speaking in this dream room uh it's a pretty much empty room with three chairs a Greek statue, two lamps, red curtains, and then a wavy patterned, uh, was it black and, and red floor? Uh, we get, the, so the comments here are what we get. Uh, the gum comment, where the, the dwarf says the gum you like, or pitch you like, or whatever, or I think it's gum, is, is going to come back in style. Um, he says, doesn't she look like Laura? She's actually my cousin. Laura taps her nose and says uh, sometimes her arms bend backwards. Uh, the dwarf says she's filled with secrets. Uh, then he says, where we're from, birds sing a pretty song. And then he dances to the soundtrack. And then we cut to Cooper waking up. He calls, I think, the sheriff, and he says, I know who killed Laura Palmer. Meet me tonight. Wait. It can wait until tomorrow. Meet me tomorrow. And then he hangs up. And his hair's fucked up, right? From from bedhead. Yeah, Calic. And then he starts snapping to the soundtrack. Um, which is the same song that was playing in his dream. Uh 
I don't remember the other two episodes. I'm pretty sure their credits play over something, and then it eventually becomes a picture, Laura Palmer's prom picture. And this is the first episode to deviate from that in the credits, I think, where the entire credits is played over uh, the dwarf just dancing. <laughs> uh, it's not important to the story, really, but it's just something to uh, to to note because Lynch is all about the, the the this whole show is all about the little weird things. So that was the the <laughs> I think that might be the longest scene by scene because of the end there. But uh, let's let's start with the 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 questions. Uh, I don't think there was really that much food in this episode, so I'm not really going to ask if anything made you hungry although i will note that i saw the massive donut spread appear again when they were outside doing the tibetan ritual thing yeah yeah i fucking <laughs> love the donut <laughs> gag um no seriously though the uh, bag ass with yeah, brie you know oh my god it was at the beginning <laughs> that was that was that made me that makes me hungry because that would be just Boy, so boys fucking trip. good um <laughs> yes I'm pretty sure that's just like a famous sandwich. In no, I, I, it absolutely is. Um, so those are, those are the big food moments. I'll start with uh, Bear. Who do you think killed Laura Palmer right now? Um, I... So, I, I don't know. I, I have a tough time. I Something's kind of making me lean... Uh, uh, horns, da- horns, dad. Because I feel like when they miss yeah. that one-eye jacks, they're gonna be like, "Oh fuck, we oh, fucked yeah. up." Because like she wouldn't be doing yeah. that for no reason. But I guess she wouldn't. I, I feel like she wouldn't. Nah, she's she would definitely turn her own dad in. <laughs> but I just feel like I feel like she would be making a little bit more of a big deal if she knew her okay. dad killed somebody. Eat. I don't know. But I, I feel like one-eye yeah. jacks has something to do with it. I don't know if it's the dad, That's but but yeah, I mean he's he's the the probably the shittiest person on the show <laughs> so far. Uh, yeah, and I also just I'm just like I feel like they're focusing yeah. so much on him, and there's no reason to focus this much on him unless if he's kind of integral because nothing that he has done other than at the beginning where he was uh, the dad's. Uh, business partner like nothing he's done right. has been relevant at all okay what about you coach so, uh again i'm with bear where you know there's definitely something there's you know it's a mystery show so there's obvious misdirection to get you to do stuff so you're like trying to think one step ahead but it's also david lynch so maybe it's exactly who we think it is where you know his the glass broke on um the trucker dude right uh yeah yeah, Leo. Yeah, like at this point, I think I think it's Leo because like that's just who they're pointing at, and that's um, Cooper's entire strategy is to throw a rock in a glass bottle. <laughs> but clearly, it works. He, I mean, he's a special agent for the FBI, so he's doing something yeah. right. Um, what's uh, uh back to you, Bear? Uh, least favorite, or not even least favorite, but like, yeah, I guess, I guess that Le- least favorite action or least favorite part of the episode. Like, who upset you the um, most? What action upset you the most? I think it's how we phrase it. Huh, I'm trying to think. Um, the the dude coming in from, I I think I'm gonna like this oh, FBI Albert? guy, but uh, yeah, that <laughs> yeah, I was like. I don't know. I kind of like Truman standing up to him, but he sh- he should have he should have. Uh, I don't know. I actually no. I didn't dislike that. Um, I guess you. Uh, I didn't really dislike much, other than I, I just can't stand the like seven year screaming fit that the Palmers have. <laughs> like they're just so annoying. I'm like, oh my god, it's just still fucking going on. And then I look up and like, ah! <laughs> what about you, Coach? Um, who is it? The brother Jerry? Oh, Jerry, yeah. Um, when he comes in, his whole outfit, the suspenders, the bow tie, and there's just a, an Eiffel Tower just dangling from his bow tie. 
And just like they're mealing on the sandwich, is like he just really, really bothered me. Like, uh, he is so annoying. Uh, spoilers: if, if Jerry's bothering you now, you're only going to be more bothered as the show goes on. I mean, that's the point of the character, I have to assume. So they did a bang up job yeah, with that. Yeah, uh, I, I looked up the dad. It is Benjamin and Jerry Horn. So ben- Benjamin is the the main Horn. Um, okay, and then, uh... The, the wife, the wife comes, yeah, Jerry comes in, and she just goes, Benjamin! <laughs> just to complain yeah. about her brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> the acting's just so out of place. Like, it's like the first real line said in the show. Ben! Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I think the first real line was, I have a, I have some sandwiches in here. <laughs> Look through all six of my bags till you guys find them. Um, he pulls out four sandwiches. Yeah. Oh Jesus! What about uh? What about best? Like the the most yes, the most thumbs up Cooper moment for you in the episode. I, I did crack up when he spat <laughs> out the coffee. I was, I was like, the, I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, oh my god, another freaking Cooper gag. <laughs> yeah, this was a good Cooper episode. Like the the coffee scene, the whole rock throne, the I, the Tibet scene, I think, is my favorite. But just like, here's the list of all of our subjects. Let me give you a history lesson on Tibet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I did. I did like crack up when he flipped the fucking chalkboard and. <laughs> A map of China <laughs> popped up. Oh. Also, like with the coffee, like everybody got fucking amped up for that coffee. Like, like she wasn't like anybody want coffee, and everybody be like, oh yeah. They were like, oh yes, yes, I really want coffee. And then they like all like gathered around. Like they were like, it was like the fucking uh, scene from Mad Max where he was like <laughs> pouring the water on everybody. They're just like. Oh, yeah. And I do. I I will always crack up at a donut joke or a donut uh, gag, especially a cop donut gag. That's hit every episode yeah. so far. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Any any other thoughts, Bear, on the uh, the episode in general? Actually, I want you. Um. No. I, I to take I, this out a little longer, maybe than usual. I do want to hear your guys' thoughts on the dream. Like that was the last five. To- eight minutes of the episode right um that was definitely longer than i was expecting it to be like if you told me a dream sequence is going to happen in in an episode i was not expecting it to be like a good chunk of the episode yeah Yeah, i want to hear you guys thoughts on the dream yeah i was like wow like i was uh i'm just really interested in seeing how they describe the handicapped guy in the next episode. Let's see how far back in time it is. Like, I'm pretty sure they just want to hear what more, term they But use. I don't remember. They might just say little man. Because yeah, he wasn't just a dwarf. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah. Uh, I, I also really liked where he was like, uh, I know who oh, killed. I know who killed their poma. <laughs> he's like, no, we can wait till tomorrow. I actually, I had to rewind that scene to make sure I heard that correctly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. God, I, like, if you're, if you're Sheriff Truman, how do you not kick down the door that night? Like, <laughs> I know. You're like, um, what the fuck, well, at man? The, at this point, Cooper's been so off. Like, I think he just expects that phone call at this yeah, point. <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah. Yeah, I so Barry, as you were watching it, you weren't thinking at all. Like, how did this get on network television? <laughs> I've been thinking that about this whole show. I'm like, this whole thing, like, like there's like, you know, like it's it's definitely not like it's really not like that edgy for like yeah. network yeah. TV, but it's just so weird. Like, this is this doesn't fall into like any of the any of the stereotypes for yeah. network TV, even back in the I think 90s. that's why people fell in love with it. Um, just because it was so different. And like, yeah. it's David Lynch. It's He's experimenting with things. I mean, the whole cast and crew are uh, uh, just things like Audrey's dance. Like, not even the supernatural dream sequence stuff or, or you know, Bob or Mike. Like, that's, it's not even that that stuff is, like, 
unheard of. It's just like all these little weird things like over and over again. What's also funny is some of like, you know, some of these actors from other things, a few of them are actually pretty good, but everybody in this show just hams it up. It's the soap opera acting, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's David Lynch is telling them, okay, we're going to soap opera act this scene in particular. Um, I've only, I've seen some footage of him with season three, like telling people his direction for people doesn't seem, it seems very abstract in at least the, the like the behind the scenes snippets. Where he's just like telling people like you see this thing and you're feeling this and like not really telling them <laughs> like specific delivery or anything like that. Um, so I don't know because the thing is too he didn't direct that many of the episodes, but he was super heavily involved and who knows. Um, now I, I I don't have anything else to close on. I don't. Let me see what the name of is for the technically episode. Four, but called episode three. Um, <laughs> anything you want to uh, go out on, Bear? Um, uh, I did have something, but I forget what it was. <laughs> what so about no, uh, what about not. you, Coach? <laughs> All right, are we wrapping up the episode? Yeah, we're winding down. The next episode is called "Rest in Pain." Rest in pain. Um, I think we pretty much nailed the episode. (laughs) That was, that was something else. Uh, I just, yeah, I really enjoy the show. I'm bummed. I only get to watch it once a week. I'd love to just binge this crap, (laughs) Um, but I will say, you know, in in keeping up with the mystery theme, I was playing a board game this weekend and, uh, and, uh, Uh, I was really in the mood to play something mysterious and I got to try to like, you know, deduce something. Right. And your initial thoughts clue, right? Wrong. I found a better game for it. It's called Stratego. Okay. And you like set up a bunch of your pieces and you play against another person. So you can't see their pieces. You're like constantly guessing around. You got to estimate, you know, would my part with my opponent do this or this? And you got to guess because your pieces defeat certain pieces and you got to try to capture a flag by the end. You know, it was super interesting and it's a mind trippy game to play with someone that you really know. Well, sounds, sounds interesting. I might give it a shot this weekend. Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) I've never heard of that. All right. Well, with that, boys, we'll call it a night in a podcast.